excited. You've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. And we are certainly honored and blessed that you have done so. We pray and ask that you would go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out more information about us. You can contact us with your questions. And there is a prayer list there as well if you're a prayer warrior. I'd encourage you please to go to that webpage and look at that and pray for those folks who have taken time to ask for prayers. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do for each other is to pray for one another. Today we're going to respond to a, a question kind of statement that came in through our email about our last podcast about God and judgment. Is the judgment of Jesus upon the USA? I want to ask you to please open your Bible and follow along as I always do. I want you to be able to do that so you know that we are reading from the Word of God and not making things up. Does it really surprise you that corruption is deeply entangled, not only in our political establishments, but in social establishments as well? The United States, uh, I can't now cannot help but say it's corrupt beyond repair. Only God can fix it. That you and I are not really able to. Right along with the rest of the world. So many third world countries are simply third world rated because of the corruption within their government of stealing from the people and squashing their ideas and their dreams. And I am doubtful of any big revival coming. I, I know there are many people that really believe that's going to happen. It could. I would hope that it would. But I, I'm leaning more toward the future will unleash more rounds of abominations, uh, dirty, nasty, sinful lifestyles will become more and more normal. I mean, think about it. What's really next? Pedophilia, bestiality... And, and, of course, many people will be happy and they will approve it and tell everybody that it's none of their business to stay out of it. Well, as Christians, and, and we, we need to speak up for the Word of God. We need to point out this kind of lifestyles of whatever that is against God and say, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not following that. I don't approve of that. While you might have rights under the law to, to do what you want to do in those situations, I cannot put my approval on that and don't ask for it. There are a lot of fellow believers really, again, that, and I have a dear friend who's a preacher and he really believes there will be a worldwide revival. Again, no doubt anything is possible with God. Romans chapter 1 verse 32 says, Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Again, we cannot be approving the practicing of open rebellion against God. The long-suffering of God really has limits. And it has conclusions as well, as we talked in the previous podcast. 
we only really need to look at Genesis chapter 6 and the great flood. When the door, when God closed the door on the ark, it was over. It was case closed. And everyone outside that ark, they were damned and they died. Jesus would use Noah as an example in Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 37. But as in the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the day before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. Just like the days of Noah's, what were those days really exactly like? We kind of talked about this again last week, but then the Lord saw in Genesis 6 verse 5 that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, that every intent of their thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This continual evil in our hearts, are we there yet as, as a nation? No, probably not quite. I think we're rapidly progressing toward that day. But then, until then, God will send us warnings. He will raise up voices. You're a preacher. I should be preaching and calling people into repentance, just like God always has. This is a universal truth concerning all nations. As nations are concerned, God will judge them accordingly. And notice, if, if God did not spare his people in ancient Israel and Judea against invasions and Babylon and so forth, I don't know that he would really uh, spare us. Why would he? In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31, there's a list of charges that we could bring up here. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way for every abomination to the Lord which he hates that they have done to their gods, for they will burn even their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Jeremiah 32, verse 35, this is out of the NIV. They built places for Baal in the valley of Ben to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech. Though I never commanded it, nor did it enter my mind that they should do such a detestable thing, and so makes Judah sin. We see that sacrificing children really is detestable to the Lord. It's, it's disgusting. I believe as a country we are guilty of the same thing as 60 million unborn babies sacrificed upon this altar of feminism. I mean, consider what we are as a nation. We're ten times the number of Jewish people that were murdered in the Holocaust. And so in what way more than ancient Israel and Judea sacrificed? People want abortion so they could live in an immoral life. There, there was no consequences uh, to adultery, uh, living together out of marriage, uh, just loose sexual activities. 
and they can have abortion and move on with their lives. That is wrong. Jude uh, 7, For this reason God gave them to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. This is Romans chapter 1. Likewise, also, the men leaving their natural use of, of women burned for their own lust, one for another. Men with mid committing what is shameful in receiving in themselves the plenty of the air which was due. And that's verses 26 and 27 out of Romans chapter 1. Jude 7 says, As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar matter to these have given themselves over to sexual immorality, gone after strange flesh, and are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. How often do we see the celebration of homosexuality, transgenderism, I don't know, the list kind of really keeps going on, so much that you cannot even turn on the idiot box. That's what my grandmother called the television. Without this being thrown in your face, from commercials to television programs, it is a continual bombardment in the mainstream of our society, our news, and government affairs. Even in the church, it seems to be celebrating. Sad that we have accepted this that is against God's word. All in this idea of I want to get along with everybody. Romans 1.32 says, And though they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they do not only do the same, but they also give heartily approval to those who practice them. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Therefore, as a nation, we have embraced similar sins as normal, as acceptable, as a lifestyle. They can't help it. They were born that way. And God, as a friend that does listen to the podcast, once said in a Bible study, God does not make trash. And that's true. We do not have a God who created us to instantly be set up for failure and cannot uh, live the life that he wants us to live. We don't have that kind of a God. 2 Timothy 3 verse 2 says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. These really are not unique. They're not new to our present day. This has been going on for a long, long time. However, the mainstream seems to be uh, more in the present day of uh, this continued bombardment that it's okay. And if you speak against it, then you're a racist, then you're, you're not loving, you're not caring, and the list goes on of the negatives. 
but the opposite is actually true. You're not being racist. You're you're not being uncaring. You're not being un, unloving. You actually are being loving, and you do care about this person. You do not want to see them spend eternity in hell. At the end of the day, I understand. The decision is theirs. And all you can do, like Noah, is tell them the truth and show them the truth and let God, the Holy Spirit, take it from there. I mean, really, in the last 12, 24 months, have you not noticed this is completely on full display? The amount of hatred that is is out there it's just full of venom it's full of poison from rioters burning cities down pillaging uh, beating elderly people on the street for no cause or because they were wearing a hat or an article of clothing that they either wanted or didn't like and not to mention the slander has just simply become the norm it, it really has Paul would tell Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 4, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I mean, again, just look at the trash that is being fed to our young people and young adults, teens alike, that the pleasures of life outweigh everything. These guys, they don't want to go to work. Uh, they just want to collect a paycheck at home. They don't even want to get out of bed. They want to play their video games or sleep around, get high, do whatever. And I'm not saying everybody is that way. But it sure seems like an awful lot. It's all about me, generation. Have it your way. I always kind of joke about Burger King uh, generation. You know, you can have it your way. And they have totally rejected any form of guidance from their parents or any kind of authority to, to the point that it's just flat betrayal. They certainly don't care about God's law or they would not be living and, and doing the lifestyle that they are doing. Having a form of godlessness but denying its power. Again, it's in 2 Timothy 3.5. I mean, just look how apostate the denominations have become. They, so many of them, much rather conform to the world than the word of God. I mean, notice how they, they have a form of this godlessness, but in all, actually, they, they have no power. They're all dead in their sin, and they don't even know it. And this is really the mainstream Christianity in the United States, more and more. And I'm going to get somebody who will email me and say, well, not my church. Well, I'm glad it's not your church, if that's true. We have so many dominations out here that have approved same-sex marriage uh, in the home or in the pulpit. Uh, they don't see it as abortion as being sinful or wrong or murder. I mean, a simple study that we did some time ago on the podcast would show you in the original Greek language that Mary was with a child is the same Greek word when she is only a few weeks pregnant as they took the child to be circumcised on the eighth day after he's born. 
It is a child. God sees it as a child. He always has and he always will. You may not know this, but really we are in a full-blown apostasy. There are several polls out there that's been conducted, and one of them is by Lifeway, where they claim here that uh, 22% of the United States Christian evangelicals believe that gender and a gender identity, rather than people have been given a God-given sex of either male or female. That should be 0% believe that. If you study and read the Word of God, you will know He created male and female. Adam did not get to choose what sex he was, and Eve did not get to choose what sex she was, and I just used all the wrong gender things and become politically incorrect. But again, these are Christians who obviously have not opened their Bibles in years, and not to mention, uh, when you read these polls, they all profess to be Christian. How can you be a Christian and think and say that it's okay for somebody uh, to have a sex change or they can identify in any way they want, go into any restroom, dressing room that they want? How? No wonder our kids are so confused. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 says this, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Listeners, I, I cannot help but wonder if God has given our nation over to depravity. If he removes his restraints and lets people have what they want, do what they want, say whatever they want, with a church that is compromised and lawlessness is going out of control, it really will not be long until we as a nation collapse. We will no longer be the free nation that we once cherished. And most people will never notice that until it's too late. I don't think any free society will last long under the indoctrination of the social policies that they hold as valuable and more important than God in His Word. Freedom comes with a price, and I really have noticed a lot of Christians standing up willing to pay that price. Freedom comes with a requirement. It is to do what is right when nobody is watching. Since we overall as a nation fail at that, we are not going to maintain our freedom. God is a God of love, absolutely. However, He's also a holy and pure God. He is full of law, and He cannot break His own law. His wrath is very real. Judgment Day is very real. You need to make sure that you and I are not Christians in just our words. But do the people around you see you as a Christian? I know recently in a review that I had with my employer, 
the supervisor used godly terms to describe me, whether he realized that or not, and I felt very blessed and humbled and thanked God that the light, his light was shining through me. I, that's the greatest blessing I've had in a long time, and I, from somebody outside of the church, and he might be a Christian, uh, and I believe that he probably is the way he acts and talks. But people are so afraid to talk about their religion, what they really believe in the Bible. But test yourself. See if you're in the faith. I mean, the, the scripture, 2 Corinthians 3, 13, verse 5, says, you know, test yourselves. See if Christ is in you. And if you're not, uh, if you've disqualified yourself by reading the Word of God, you fail this test, it is time to turn and call on the name of the Lord. Acts 22 verse 16 says, Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on His name. There can be nothing more terrible than to hear this. And I've seen this used in different applications, but I think the principle still applies. Matthew 7 verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? But notice this, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Very sobering. I mean, if you are a Christian, you believe that you're a Christian and you're struggling with sin, I want to tell you to repent and, and recommit to the Lord. Go in prayer and just and beg God for help. If we confess our sins, John says in 1 John 1, 9, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to be talking to God. We overlook prayer. We have all these parachute prayers throughout the day. Uh, a quick little thank you, a quick, more likely it's asking for something. We don't give praises, we don't sing praises, and we, we need to be more focused in our prayer life. And studying the word. I know it sounds like a broken record on that, but I just really truly believe it, including myself. We need to be more into that. Second Corinthians six two says this In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold now is the day of salvation. Listeners, it, it really is not easy to be a Christian and a follower of Christ. It never has been, and it never will be. Those of us in the United States have been very spoiled in the fact that we really haven't been persecuted until recently it's starting. Uh, many nations, many of our listeners, face persecution and struggles just to get through their day not knowing if, if their house is going to be burned down their church is going to be burned down or they're going to be executed. 
If it was easy to be a Christian, then the apostles need to ask Jesus, why were they thrown into prison? Why were they cast out of the temple? Why were they martyred? Right along with those who were thrown to the lions in Rome in the circus. Listeners, we really truly need to be aware. If, if we're really going to be doing our best with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we too will face some form of persecution. We may not be thrown in prison. We may not be thrown to the lions. But we could be mocked, looked at, called racist, called unloving, uncaring, biased, bigots, whatever. You, you know the terms. You've heard them. That is a form of persecution. And when that really happens, we need to thank God that we are living the life that we're supposed to. We're displaying the life and the lifestyle that we're supposed to. His light is shining through us. And that is a blessing. It might be really hard to understand and swallow how those negative things against us could be a blessing. But Christ says it is. And there is a great reward waiting for us. There's a famous preacher, he wrote a book, you're going to have your best life now. Not sure what that means. I want my best life for all eternity. I want to be with Christ. And it's my hope that you will be too. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I certainly hope that you've enjoyed this. It's a topic that a lot of preachers don't talk about. Uh, we don't always talk about it here, about judgment and the wrath of God, but we have occasionally in the past. And we need to understand that this is a part and a side of God that is very real. And so I certainly hope and pray that you will find a, a group of Christians uh, that are preaching and teaching the truth of the entire Word of God, that they want to help you, you want to help them and encourage them to remain faithful and help give them strength and pray for each other, partake in the Lord's Supper. And, and I really hope and pray that you'll continue to listen, that you'll please hit that like button and follow us. Tell your friends and family about us. Share our, our social media postings and, and help get the word out as we continue to grow with the blessings of God. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you. And may he have the glory.